1: The Natural Hat Trick with Luke Lipinski, Craig Morgan, and Jamie Eisner.
2: Welcome to episode 222 of the Natural Hat Trick Podcast alongside Craig Morgan. And Jamie Eisner.
1: I think we saw the most quintessential natty-hattie moment to end the Penguins' avalanche.
0: All
2: right. Mm. The show's almost over. You done over there? <laughs> did, did you bring, bring Brandon the duck? I'm Luke Lipinski. No, I still have Ulfie with me. Ulfie's still here. Ulfie uh-huh. uh-huh. may uh, have O-Ofie's something a, to say later. He's been a good a luck duck, question portion. actually. He's been pretty solid. Penguins have won four in a row. Penguins look pretty good. They, I told you they were a playoff team. You weren't convinced. I'm still not convinced. They're a playoff team. But uh, I am convinced Edmonton it's, is a playoff. They, they have. had Malkin. Well, They're Edmonton's had McDavid and Drysdale. No, what? Pittsburgh doesn't have Malkin. Well, that's doesn't true. play. See, they, they, well, that's true.
0: But Edmonton also had, for the longest time, Peter Shirelli.
2: So. They did. They did. And now they've gotten rid of him, and they may win 75 games this year. Let's if, start. If only Dave Tippett knew how to coach offense. Well, one, one day he'll learn, right? Yeah.
1: Only three
0: They'd probably be unbeaten if he did. <laughs> That's true.
1: He's holding them back. There are only three players in the NHL that have more points than Connor McDavid has assists. And one of them is right. Connor McDavid. <laughs> 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 what does he have, 11 assists now? 12 assists. 12 assists. 17 oh points. Oh my 12 God. assists, 17 points in seven games. And Dreisaitl right like behind Carlson him. Carlson have 11 assists too, John Carlson? Uh, he does. He's has 11.
2: Definitely not Eric Carlson. No. Um... James Neal leads the NHL in goals, too, still, hmm. I believe, doesn't mm-hmm. he, with eight? Yes, guys? but okay. Milan
0: Lucic with those penalty minutes and fights. <laughs> He's
2: got so many penalty hard minutes. to replace that. You <laughs> can't find those anywhere.
0: Actually, I could go out and do that. But fights wouldn't go well. But, wouldn't go well for you at all. But I could yeah. commit penalties. Yeah. I, I think you could get about five fighting minutes. I could do a lot of hooking penalties, too. That's true. That's What's true. the opposite of the Lady Bing? They should be the Luchic. See, that should be <laughs> the
2: Luchic. <laughs> Wouldn't that yeah. be great if they gave him an award, the Dave Schultz Award, the Todd Bertuzzi? Like, yeah, what who's, we, yeah. yeah. Who's the guy that used to get all the penalty minutes? I guess there's been a few. Yeah. Who's the guy in Columbus? Jared Ball? Remember him? Oh yeah, yeah. They have like three hundred a year. Yeah. Speaking of balls,
0: I'm eating a donut. What, what ball a transition!
2: Right now. Wow, right into the microphone too. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. the way the listeners mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've come to expect it from me. <laughs> Professionalism at its finest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to recreate the conversation Jamie had with I I think himself off the air before the show started. Yeah, I do that a lot. Okay, uh, let's get into the Coyotes. What does Miss Rita think about me talking to myself all the time? Well, only Craig can answer that sure. question.
0: I can't actually. Only only Nancy Nichols can. Do you
2: have your banana suitcase with you? I do actually. Right. Would you like to see it? I just no. I absolutely to don't complete your day. I wanted to get all of the inside jokes out of the way so people that have listened to the first two minutes and forty four seconds have no idea what's going on mm. now. For the ninth and final time. How about the Arizona Coyotes? Hey,
0: feeling pretty good about this team, actually. In five games this season, they've been the better team, or at least even, in all of them. Yeah. Against good teams. Against, yeah, Colorado is an insanely skilled team. And when it got to three-on-three overtime...
1: Or three, well, three-on-two for the last oof, play. Yeah, Clayton
0: <laughs> Keller decided not to play the last shift. Uh, it but, never burns but you in overtime. The skill does it? that they come at you in waves. That three on three, that team is terrifying. Yeah.
2: Fortunately, except, for except rest, to Jamie. Well, <laughs> Jamie, I, I, do you want to clarify this? You you said what was the number under eighty two for the season for Colorado
1: for, for wins?
2: Was it wins? Yeah. I, was, I was wondering about that.
1: <laughs> no, it was it was ninety one <laughs> points. I'll still, I again. I'm, I'm not coming. Uh, there's only one team that I'm going to change dramatically on than I thought in the preseason. Okay. It's still early.
2: So you still think Colorado could miss the playoffs, though?
1: I doubt it. Look at the, look at the rest of the way the West is going. I yeah. think it's more so of that. That's why I end up putting in that, that final wild card spot in my predictions. But look, they're going to be better, and I'll happily admit that I was wrong. But I'm not going to do it after six or seven games. Like This is way too early to start making gross changes to what we thought in the preseason. You might want to do it now, because it might get uglier for you like 20 games in. When it might be 18 when, they, when and they 2 or yeah. something.
2: <laughs> uh, Nicholas Jalmerson, though. Out for... I don't know. At least a couple months. That's all we really know. 10 to 12 weeks. Okay. With a cracked
0: fibula, which, ouch. Sounds like it'd be tough to skate on. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. If you watch the replay, he finished the shift and skated back to the bench. He finished the shift. (laughs) That's. It's just
2: insane, the Bergeron. But he's not tough, right? Because he's not Canadian. That's right. That's yeah, true. That's right. He's, that's he's from he's from Europe. So. He's playing with a cracked fibula. No big deal. I,
0: I mean, I I felt horribly after that because I tweeted right after that injury. I, uh, he'll probably he won't miss a shift because I've seen it happen. So I'm obviously a Blackhawk fan. How are they? Doing? And I've seen it. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. They at least get to play games now. I liked it better when they were idle. <laughs> I've seen this happen so many times, right? He blocks a shot. He's in obvious pain, and I'm not saying he exaggerates one bit. I mean, when you block a slap shot, it hurts when you don't have padding in certain areas. And we can talk about that as well, by the way. But I expected him to be back out, and then when they announced that he was out for yeah. the rest of the game with a lower body injury, I immediately thought, uh-oh, this is serious. That's a problem.
2: Yeah, there there's, there are certain players... Most of the players are in the middle, but there are certain players when you hear, oh, they're, they're out for the rest of the game, lower body injury or whatever, midway through the game, you're like, yeah, okay, well, shocker. But then when you hear somebody like Merson's out already, you're like, yeah, he's not playing for a while then. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't be ruled out right. five minutes later or whatever. No. This isn't soccer. Play. Ooh,
0: did I say that? They didn't come out with a magic spray and suddenly he was okay, popped back up. No, he has a cracked... Magic, slash broken bone, magic bone healing spray. Yeah. Yes,
2: obviously. there's- Didn't Ray it, Lewis used that before the Super Bowl one year. Probably. Okay,
1: I don't know. No, it was deer antler deer spray. Deer antler
2: spray. Sorry. Yeah, mm. I don't
1: know why I remembered that, but that, that's that's where we are in the world. Obviously, there's it's a terrible, terrible impact on the Coyotes and particularly on one unit that we saw in Winnipeg, the, pe- the penalty kill, which looks again you can't just attribute to one player, but boy. It looks remarkably different in a negative way when Nick Jarmolson not on the ice for them in the PK. Auntie
0: Ranta said this to me, actually, as we're walking out of the arena in
1: Denver. He said he's he's
0: our best PK guy. He's yeah, the yeah. guy that guides everything, calms everything. And, you know, you, you look at the, the top of their PK with Grabner and Richardson, and those are really effective guys. And Grabner's stick is—we've talked about that, how unbelievably he is at anticipating with the stick and then the speed, but— Nick is just so sound positionally, so calm. He just he just steadies everything back there. It's going to take a while. I, I don't know that you can replace him on that unit.
2: You just have to figure out a way to plug the dam because he is a critical piece on that unit. We were trying to figure out who the most irreplaceable players on the Coyotes are. And I would say Oliver is still number one mm-hmm. because he does so much from the blue line. Mm-hmm. But in terms of irreplaceable, Jalmers is number two? Maybe. Because there's nobody else that does exactly what he does. And you just said it right there on the penalty kill. Grabner and Richardson and Stepan and even Kraus last year get all the credit for the penalty kill because they're about to score shorthanded goals. It felt like every other game. Jalmerson actually, like you just said, anchors the penalty kill. And you could see it against Winnipeg. It took a minute for them for the Jets to score on the power
0: four great chances.
2: Yeah. Four great chances. It was scary. So yeah. I you, you can't replace him with one guy. It's certainly not gonna be Kyle Capabianco or anybody else. It's gonna to have to be a bunch of guys mm-hmm. stepping in. And they won the first game without him. I mean I don't think this like ends their season or something, but I this is one of those this is one of those injuries that if people aren't paying close attention to this team, they're just like, Oh yeah, whatever. They still have Kessel and Keller and whatever, they'll be fine. It's like no no no, this is the guy that
1: you can't replace. Yeah, because it's one of those things where you talk about little incremental things that happen throughout a season that are part of a total picture and the PK has been such a huge advantage for the Coyotes over the last season and seven, five games, whatever it's been, season five games, that if that just gets a little bit worse, again, you're talking about a team that's on the playoff bubble and wants to be a playoff bubble team. You can't, if you just have to get a little bit worse in a few of these areas, maybe if they're not noticeable from just the general public or somebody that doesn't watch the Coyotes closely, it does, it is going to matter in the standings. It is going to matter in the final point total because right now you don't have an advantage when your power play units are on the ice. If you don't, if that PK unit just becomes average instead of above average, it becomes a lot tougher for you to pick up points. We've talked about how difficult the
0: first couple of months are for the Coyotes. Well, they just got a little more difficult without Nick Chalmerson. the, the good news for him is he could be back as soon as Christmas time, when you follow the timeline. But they've got a really tough schedule. You got to survive. You got to remain somehow. You need to stay afloat, stay in this, and then hopefully he gets healthy, and you haven't lost some other key players to injuries.
2: Well, the good news is they have looked very good in their first five games. Mm-hmm. And even from the second, the first two games to these most recent three, Nick Schmaltz looks like a completely different player. Isn't crazy from game two to game three. Yeah, And look, we talked about, well, he had a five day break, I guess. I mean, the, the odd five day break Practice after time. your second game of the season. But we talked about this uh, before the season began. Would it shock you if he led this team in goals or points this season? It wouldn't shock me. I think it would shock some people that
0: watched him in Chicago because one of the knocks on him is he doesn't shoot enough. Yeah. He's got a pretty good shot from the dots down or the top of the circles down. He just needs to be more aggressive with that. He seems to be one of those guys that looks to pass to set up. But he's been looking for a shot a little bit more. And, man, does he have some chemistry
2: with Christian Dvorak, his line mate with the Chicago Mission, huh? Really does. 19 points now in 22 games as a Coyote. So anybody that decided to write that trade off because he wasn't playing and Strom was producing with Kane and DeBrinckit... Yeah. I, mean, I still poll for Strome. You kind of forget Chicago's in the league, unless you're Craig. But Wow. It's uh, uncalled for. It, it felt for called I'm for. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee right on the air. That's okay. A- you were eating a donut right into the mic. <sighs> oh, that's awful for everybody. Um, I, I just he's He's been everything they've asked for. It's just a matter of keeping him on the ice. And those first two games of the season, he looked shaky, but... Now you can look back and say that makes sense because he was coming off of a huge layoff. <laughs> that's a, lot yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of times, yeah, a lot of time. Yeah, yep. Also, Ranta in his one start mm-hmm. looked really good. I thought it might take a couple starts for him to get back to looking like he did, you know, at the start of last year or the end of the year before. I thought he was outstanding in that yeah. game. Look
0: at the three goals in that game. Like seriously, yeah. two of them were top shelf. Just, I mean, he he said I pushed off a little too much on the uh, on the Cadre goal, but again. When a guy has that kind of time and space yeah. and can pick his spot from that tight. Yeah, I thought he looked terrific in that game. Their goaltending has been elite in every game this season. Less than two
1: goals a game per average. Yeah. And that's, that's again, that's going to keep them in every game.
2: Well, and look who they face. I mean, you face Colorado, Boston, and Vegas in those first mm-hmm. five games, and you're you're giving up nine goals total in, in five games. The thing about Ronta, too, I know he gets knocked for the injuries, and and that's, you know, fine. He hasn't been on the ice very much, but he is remarkably good at when he comes back from an injury. Looking like he never missed any time, like we've seen this from him a few times now, where he yeah. just steps right in and it's just—it's almost like he just accidentally slept for three weeks or something and missed a few games, yeah. and he comes back and he's just fine.
0: Don't remove Winnipeg from that either. That's a high-scoring team yeah, too. Sure. I mean, they—they they played in their first five
2: games. They played four teams that were in the playoffs, and they have and another, getting,
1: another strong challenge tonight with yeah, a team Nashville. that's surprisingly offensively strong in the Nashville Predators.
2: Four teams that were in the playoffs. Three of them that were there pretty much entirely because of their offense in Colorado, Winnipeg, and Vegas. Um, so let's we'll come back to the coyotes here in a little bit, but let's let's circle around. Uh where do you wanna go? That's the biggest disappointment in the NHL right now. The New Jersey Devils. Wow, they are horrendous. They're not even fun to watch.
1: I thought they'd be fun to watch.
0: I love their off season. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, at this point I wonder if Taylor Hall's gonna even make it to the season there. The mm. the way that they're playing. They've mm. got nothing from Jack Hughes. Their goaltending is awful, which I don't think is that unexpected. Maybe to this extent, but I don't think it's unexpected that their their offense is, or their defense is bad. But yikes, this was a team that I thought would be in postseason contention, and they are in Alexis Lafreniere contention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Lafreniere, like what, I, I, What's the new hashtag? Lafreniere. The, you, Lafreniere. Need, you need to keep. Taylor Hall Full at least through the lottery,
2: him. right? So he can win you the lottery like he always does, and then you can trade him if you're going to trade him. Or I guess no, not, I you can't trade, you can't him, trade him at him that some, point. But not, I think you have to no. trade him
1: so then you can be even worse in the lottery. Just, no, the but is, if you have Taylor rates. Hall, you'll win the
2: lottery. Yeah. That's been proven time and time again. So yes, keep him. Just let him walk so the as a free you get him for that alone. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're gonna, unless they're in the playoffs, of course, that's going to be tough. I think I don't know. You could still win the lottery even if you make the playoffs if you have Taylor. Well, Hall. Well, Toronto could, but
1: Edmonton could. Um. New it's, Jersey also has no goaltending. Yeah, it's it's bad. Uh, uh not surprise. again, it's not it shouldn't be a surprise that it's bad. No, I
2: watched Corey Schneider give up five goals in one period to lose a four one lead mean, the other day. That's surprising. Washed.
0: Yeah. Washed It's so fast, sad. huh? That happened so fast. All right, well, Do you remember the game? I don't even remember which season it remember was. It like was like 97 shots. Yeah, it was shots? an afternoon game. Yeah. yeah, they had like 97 shot attempts. A lot of those made it on goal, and they lost 2-1, was it? The yeah, Coyotes. Coyotes-Devils. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was the day the Cardinals played the Packers in the playoffs. Yes, I did a doubleheader the that day. Yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> the, uh, the other game was much more enjoyable. Um, okay, more disappointing goalie, Corey mm-hmm. Schneider or Braden Holtby, who... I'm listening to explanations on what has happened to Brayden Holtby. I've never seen a goalie go from—I've never seen an NHL player go from being really good to great to really good to doesn't look like he could play adult league hockey the next season. Jonathan Quick says hi. Jonathan Quick's fall was precipitous.
1: Yeah, Braden Holtby's
2: was overnight. Quick at least took a few— Matt Matt
1: Murray, that's how his entire—but that's not per season, that's per game. Matt Murray's great, then good, then lets in a thousand goals, and is great, then is good, then lets in a thousand goals. Like where would you put looks like Jones his career's on, on this
2: continuum. Um,
1: never well, quite had the, never quite reached that lower height, peak, but he was,
0: he had ascended.
2: Yes, and now, that's true.
0: Oof, he but it's awful.
2: Even like you can go back to guys like Cam Ward that started their career great, or like Steve yeah. Mason, and, and they were really good, and then you know gradually or quickly went down. Braden Holtby went from winning the Stanley Cup to being good last year to being you can't use him in a game. Is he even their starter anymore? Samsonov's been outstanding. I was complaining <sighs> about how bad Holtby is the other day, and then the game started, and he faced three shots and gave up three goals. <laughs> have you That's... ever seen an NHL goalie do that
1: before? Yeah, I mean, you watch the Kings play. but um... He doesn't give up. His He has a higher save percentage than zero. Holtby's save percentage for a game was zero. <laughs> I-, I don't know what you do there, because you have years of evidence that says he is a very good goalie, but you also... You can't keep throwing him out there if he's going to give up a goal every half a shot. They're not going to. I mean, because he's a free agent at the
2: end of the year. Samsonov's your future and goal. Samsonov's been great. I I mean, and they just threw Samsonov out there against uh, Toronto, didn't they? The most recent game. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up his actual numbers.
1: I'll I'll look. Holpe or Samsonov?
2: Uh, No, I have them both. Samsonov's been good. At 1.84 goals against average in four games. Holtby, a 4.27 goals against average. And the ever-popular 8.46 save percentage. Can't quite get to stopping mm. 85% of the shots he's facing. I mean, that's not ideal. <laughs> it's I'm just trying to figure it out in context of if he's the worst goalie in the league right now.
1: Well, I, I can't say that. There are a lot of candidates right now. Yeah, there are a lot of bad. Wait,
2: Louis Deming's not in the goal, uh, league anymore,
1: right?
0: <laughs> no, and he's not happy about it. No. He's the worst good I, goalie in the I league. Imagine you know? being devoted. I was going to say, I was thinking about collapses. I remember the season opener in Anaheim. When the Coyotes had that four one lead and lost the game, yes. it's pretty much all on Louis Domingue. Yeah,
2: but he would never say that. No, um, there's been bad goaltending this year, though, across the league. At, what, what goalies do you really trust outside of the Coyotes? And there's there's a few other ones, like Boston. I trust Boston's goalies. Um, Those may be the two best tandems. Yeah, yeah, but not just that. I mean, they may be the four best goalies. <laughs> like, I don't know who else I really trust. I trust John Gibson.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's been really good too. Uh, Carter Hart looks good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, tr- I I like Carter Hart. I don't know if I trust him yet. I need yeah. I need more evidence there. Sure. Uh, Darcy Kemper. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, how, can you, about the That's guys. What how can you not? Kem- Kemper. hope
0: he's high danger save percentage, by the way, is seven four two. Mm. That's
2: higher than I thought it not was. Not good, actually. I figured it would be like 50-50. Oh, you're in close. Goal. I've never seen a goalie give up three goals on three shots before to start a game. I'm surprised they let him stay in after that. Well, they didn't, but I'm surprised they let him stay in that long. It, it has been remarkable, though. There really hasn't been a lot of... like Scoring's always up at the start of the year, I sure. get that. And every year, people are like, wow, this is, the game has changed. And it you know it levels off by the time we hit November. But there's been really bad goaltending yeah, this year. Speaking of that, it, we haven't talked about this player,
0: but how about Freddie Anderson? Do you think uh, they're concerned about him?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: they're yeah. concerned about low, anything. high dangerous save percentages. Seven oh uh,
1: eight. The thing with with Anderson mm-hmm. was he was always a marginal starting goaltender. Period, and he got overrated just by the fact that he was playing in Toronto. I know that might shock some people, as Craig is is pushing donuts my way. Uh, I, he's someone that I never was ready to put in the elite, even elite ten to twelve category uh, for goaltending. Obviously. Toronto has a lot of problems defensively, and it's something they're going to have to address. And I know we got asked about it in our questions, but that was the biggest thing to me in the preseason of why I didn't want to put them in the cup or winning the cup over Tampa Bay because there's a massive difference between those two blue lines, and that at some point is going to come back and be a problem for they Toronto. They can't defend in their own end. They not can't a, defend. And in Cody Ceci and Morgan Riley cannot play together. Cannot, not, not, not play wait, together. Wait,
0: Morgan Riley is a Norris Trophy candidate, MVP.
2: Uh, what? I'm just trying to figure out how many knots that was. I think you said they have to play together. They can't
1: a, play together. Okay. <laughs> it was like cannot C- not not can't not play. I I know Cody Cece has been like this has been like the line of demarcation between the old school hockey fans and new analytics for years now. He's a bad player. He is brutal in his own. This name. Is the he time cannot
2: play on your top pair. I I want to have and now behind our door is our first guest today, Cody Cece. and he just walks in and punches Jamie in the neck and leaves. Well, unless I'm standing in the defensive
1: zone, then I can walk right by it. Why him.
2: did you choose the neck? Just I out know. of curiosity. Just, I, feel like I think good... it's
1: one of the funniest body parts you can attack for a joke, right? Like, really you say, it? I'm going to punch you in the face. It doesn't sound very funny. I'm going to punch you in the neck. It's instantly more funny. He might actually punch you
2: in the face, but if he yeah. punched you in the neck, it suddenly becomes a much more comical interaction. True. So, yes. and, and okay. <laughs> for, for my goal for this for show... For more comedy ideas. Cody sees he is punching Jamie Eisner in the neck. Uh, I, look, Toronto is... They're such a difficult team to evaluate because the media around that team over-scrutinizes everything, and you have to sort of sift through that and figure out what is a legitimate criticism or not. But, I don't know, they, to me, are one of three teams I would put in that top tier. Um, I I guess I have to put Boston in there, too, so maybe four. You better learn to defend better, because you're not going to have playoff success if you don't defend better than they are. How hilarious is it going to be if they go out in the first round again?
1: They're going to get Boston again. Babcock will get fired. If oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: absolutely. absolutely. They're going to get Boston because Buffalo is going to win the division.
0: I mean, he hasn't solved this problem. And I'm not saying he has the personnel to solve it, but they don't
2: defend any better than they
0: were a couple seasons ago.
2: You, you, you have to get out first round. That, I mean, that's yeah. even if you don't have the right defenseman on your roster, you've got Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and Johnson Do You Harris. think they're going to be Boston? Uh, If they have to face Boston in the first round, do you think they're going to beat Boston? I I still think Toronto's going to win the division. (sighs) Okay, if they win the division, that's much better for them. But if they lose in the first round after winning the division, then there's no... Hmm. I mean, they're not going to be patient up there anyway. It's probably more frustrating if you're a Leafs fan if you lose in the first round to Boston again. But it's going to be more infuriating if you win the division and lose to Carolina in the first round or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be hilarious if they don't make it out of the first round. I can't even imagine that. Um, how about the New York Rangers, who have played three games <laughs> as we record this, and it's almost November. Are, they, are they, They're still in the
0: league, right? Yeah, I think the NHL has just found a way to give them extra days in their regular season so they can have their rest.
2: <laughs> Carolina, Washington, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Dallas have all played eight games yeah, already. It's weird, the disparity yes. right now. What? I, don't, I don't get it. How does this happen? I don't know.
0: It's not like the Rangers played a game on There's the moon. There's probably a decent explanation for it in terms of conflicts at
2: MSG or other places, but yeah, it's weird. They play road games, though, too, don't they? So they could play some of these other they games do. in their they buildings? They do play they some should, games in other buildings, yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's the East, so road is relative. Relatively, yeah. Oh, we have to take a half-hour bus ride. You know what, guys? Just driving your own cars. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Just carpool. Just, yeah.
2: Just drive your Lamborghini to Philly. Okay. Right. I'm going to run through some more of these. uh Lam- Can you imagine driving a Lamborghini around Philly? You'd be, a, you'd be the king of the city. Uh, Buffalo. you dead. Well, <laughs> and someone else would be the king of the city. <laughs> you'd be the king of the city for five seconds. Philly. Or, uh, don't get me talking about Philly. Buffalo. Right. Five, one, and one. Don't I, buy it. I know we talked about this last week, and we don't buy it. Um and I don't either. And I, I'm trying to figure out when the point would be when I would buy it. I think it would be after
1: Christmas, honestly. <laughs> We're not going to get there. Now they're playing some road games. They're starting to lose a little bit. Uh, I'm just, they're, they're not a playoff team. With, uh, with Tampa, who went out and proceeded to lose
2: to Ottawa by multiple goals over the weekend, are we just seeing a team that is trying to maybe pace themselves a mm-hmm. little bit more this year? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is Toronto doing that too? Uh, they can't
0: afford to do that. They don't have the uh, street cred to do that. <laughs> Granted, Tampa Bay doesn't in the playoffs, yeah. but... Even I mean, even in the postseason, they've had some deep runs. It's just we're thinking about last
1: year in particular. T- but Toronto hasn't done anything yet. Tampa's played a ton of road games too. Five of the first six on the road. Yeah, there like, you go. So we're starting. We're seeing like a lot of the again. So they're two, two, and one on the road. I expect them to be. We expect them to be over five hundred on the road, but not. I mean, I don't seem to have the crazy record away from home as they did last year. Huh. So I'm not that worried about Non-traditional it. Non traditional market team with a crappy schedule. I, hmm.
0: Sounds familiar.
2: And they're on the East Coast, so there's really no excuse for that. Well, wow. yeah. I'm looking through the ES- travel. Still, is easier for them. ESPN's power rankings that just popped up. Yeah, they're bad. That was. I think it was. Okay. Uh, is it from today? I th- it looks like it's from like four years ago because it has the Coyotes at like twenty-five.
1: Doesn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah. Which is absurd. There's you guys. That, the there's game.
1: that like Buffalo in the top five or something. Just, um, uh, first of all, doing power rankings. I
0: know. Six I, games in the season. Yeah. We yeah, have to do them. So I. I know. But you guys okay. know I just how, just how I feel
1: about rankings and lists and oh. grades. But and, how would you have the Coyotes twenty-fifth after what you've seen so no, far? Because they are not watching. Nope. You could very, very much tell which teams people watch and which don't watch. And again, I understand. it. Oh, but they only have five points. Oh, yeah.
0: Because they've only played five games. Anyway.
2: Yeah, Buffalo number 10. Yeah. Okay. Well, as if none of us have watched Buffalo play hockey before. If Buffalo makes the See, playoffs... It, it,
1: look, to me, if you're going to do a, a power rankings like that this early in the season, I think you have to do it almost like the college football does it where well, you have to take into account the actual talent level of the team and then their record so it's not just well they've won they're 5-0 oh, they're Buffalo so they're number 2
2: yeah because like I can have just to, sort the standings by yeah, record if I need to do that treat it
1: like it's the, the old school like
0: BCS standings how about going unconventional entirely with your, your rankings so that you actually differentiate yourself from the 70,000 other outlets that are doing the same thing do you have power rankings due
2: today or something Craig? Uh, not today how's your mm-hmm. fantasy hockey team doing Craig? Uh,
0: I haven't checked oh.
2: in 10 years <laughs> Have, haven't executed a draft yeah. yet, uh, and he doesn't have New Jersey last. How's well, yours
1: doing, Luke? Well,
2: not not great. I, I, I uh, invested <laughs> he's, in, he's in he's the three worst goalies. Yeah, yeah. You, you did, yeah,
1: you <laughs> I would like I would like to shout out to the listener of the show, Carl Putnam, for giving me for gifting me a free Henrik Lundqvist in our fantasy. Yeah, league. if you, you want to gift
2: me a free Henrik Lundqvist, that'd be I'll give I'll grift you back. Yes, grift is the you're better grift? way to put it. I'll grift you back. Braden Holtby, who mm. is uh, playing for the other team. I think he's a sleeper cell in net. How about Dallas?
1: So, <laughs> so uh, apparently Dallas is just where scoring goes to die. It doesn't I, I, matter how good you well, are. I mean, you, you know, it,
0: when you, you continually sign old guys and then expect to be a cup contender. And a lot of people had them winning the cup, which had me spitting out Who my coffee. Who had them winning I, the
2: cup? Those people should be slapped in the face.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not going to call wow. out names on this show. Okay. But there were plenty of people that picked them to win the cup, and I didn't pick them to do anything more than be a bubble
1: team. I don't even think I had him in the playoffs. As I we've talked about, the key—the key, the key to the, them missing the playoffs. The key to this team is Ben Bishop, and right now he's under ninety percent save percentage for the season. By the way, Philip Forsberg is a game time decision with a lower body injury against the Coyotes. So. Mm, look at that. Um, Ruby Hints, their leading scorer right now, I, five points.
2: He's actually—I I do like him though. He's, yeah, he's he's pl- he player. played
1: really well last year toward the end of the season. But again, you need more. You only got half. A, you only got four points from Tyler Sagan. Uh, Jamie Ben doesn't play hockey anymore. Apparently, I don't know if you know that. He retired He's the two years ago. Brayden Holpe of skaters. What him and Mark Edward him? Vlasic retired two years ago, and nobody told them. Are we sure that's not Jordy Ben playing for Dallas, and we all just
2: think it's Jamie Ben? Uh, Joe Pavelski has really burst onto the scene in Dallas with a goal. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It's it's
0: hard to watch because I love Joe Pavelski, but. Not fitting so far. Kind of like everything uh, Dallas seems to do in the offseason.
2: The reason I transitioned from fantasy hockey to Dallas is because, to me, they run their organization like a fantasy hockey team, where there's so much turnover every offseason, and you just bring in names, and then they don't fit. And they pretty consistently don't fit together. And it's not... Look, we're eight games in for them. To be be fair, Luke, every player has a name. (laughs) With big names? (laughs) Okay. Um... Joe is a short name, actually. It is a very short name, but Pavelski's a big name. Yes, it is. see, so I'm just going there by last go. name. All right, um, sold, or Joe Lesperance. See that name? That's a big mm. name. They, um, they could still turn this around. They've got
1: 74 games left. Well, Luke, I don't know if you know this, but the St. Louis Blues last year.
2: <laughs> yeah, like we should do our weekly award for who's going to be this year's St. Louis. The Dallas, isn't it?
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm going to get out in front of this narrative by just making fun of it the yeah. whole season. Well, how many GMs will
0: use that this year? Well, how they many should? GMs? We should. We should count. We should tally it. Yes. Has it's anyone cr- said it yet?
2: No, it's too early. It's but too early. we should tally it. It's how many cr-
0: GMs say, well, look at what St. Louis did last year? It's a great CYA tactic.
2: Well, what's the team that's most likely to do it right now? Dallas or New Jersey, right? I mean, those are the two most disappointing teams. I didn't think Dallas yeah, I is going to be any good. I going
0: to win a cup. But no, I didn't think Dallas was either.
2: So, but... I guess Dallas would be the most Dallas likely was c- of the closer of the two. Teams that and they're are in the same division right now. They can go all the way to who was last in the Central last year and look that's what true. happened. And uh, they're on their way. Although Minnesota yeah. is last right? in the Central, central in, the, the, hey. in the Midwest yeah. of the country. You're onto something here. Yeah. See, maybe that's the path. Um, Bruce Boudreau listed in the notes by Jamie. By the way, Jamie and I did the notes this week. That's why the show is so disjointed and unorganized.
0: We do have coffee at Munchkins, though. That's true. We do.
2: It's good coffee too. Who um who's the first coach to get fired? It's Boudreaux. Yeah, you think it is? Well, Heinz. Heinz is. It's a, it's a fun race, but I'm I'm gonna go with Boudreaux. I can already see the headlines when New Jersey finishes the year with 57 points, and it just says Heinz 57 Here's out. the thing.
0: They're six games in. They don't have a win. And guess who they play next? They play the Rangers. Who, New Jersey? Yes. The, at Ra- home.
1: the Rangers get to play? The Rangers coming so, off two weeks rest.
0: If New Jersey loses to the Rangers of all teams and ha- is winless in its first seven, how much longer do you wait to pull the plug on John
2: Hines? You can't. You can't let the season get too far away. No, because Jamie brought this up earlier. I mean, you have a big decision to make with Taylor Hall. Yes, and just make
1: it like in the next three months, probably.
2: You just had the number one pick in the draft. You went out and you were aggressive and added PK Subban as well. I and mean, you've added pieces. Plus, you add Jack Hughes, who has done nothing. I mean, again, it's the first six games of his career, but that team has has been
1: miserable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His his start reminds me a lot of Nolan Patrick starting. That's not good. Again, not different players, but in the yeah. fact that they're invisible. Yeah, they're not even like he's not even. Doing things bad per se. I just don't know he's on the ice. kako has been invisible too, but that's because his team hasn't played games. Yeah, he did get that one goal the other night. But yeah, I mean the other night games. a week ago, the last I, time I know, he it played. Was literally like, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I don't. I mean, there's there's not a more disappointing team than New Jersey. But Dallas has to be the the Western Conference uh, equivalent.
1: Oh, um, by the way, they added Wayne Simmons too. Who only has a point through yeah. six games. Yeah, I mean, that might, he might be their leading scorer with that point. Well, Taylor Hall is. Taylor Hall having Taylor Hall's having a, a sneaky good start. Five point six games. He has a four percent shooting percentage. And what? part, and not all of it was because he got robbed. What do you think they could get for Hall if they traded him at the deadline? A Hall. Wow. I
2: can't. I, I, I wish we had like else. the CSI music to play right now.
1: I was so excited as you set up that joke. I was ready to go for that one.
2: And then that's what you came up with. Yeah. Did you like mind will that Tim?
1: No, but I was hoping. I'm yeah. like, uh, set me up.
0: This is like
2: setting somebody or up sit on, on the that ice, basketball. and they just throw their stick at the goalie instead yeah. of shooting the puck, and then fall over, and their skate goes into the crowd or something. That's what your joke was the equivalent of. What do you think they could get in return for Taylor Hall in a trade? Players, not puns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when,
0: when are they trading him?
1: Let's <clears throat> uh, so just assume the deadline, or That's near the, the All-Star deadline. Break.
0: Somewhere around the somewhere on the all Okay, break. so we're... Oh, Half a season. So, so we're limiting the the teams that might be interested at that point?
2: Well, you could trade them. I mean, they're not going to trade them today, but whenever. whenever they're you... like
1: 0-10? <laughs> that well,
2: that <laughs> And the season's over well, like
1: I, it was for the Coyotes two seasons ago. A lot ago, of it right? just has to depend on what Taylor yeah. Hall tells you, right? I mean, you have to go to him and say, be honest. Do you want to be here? I don't think he does. I don't think he wanted to be here when they were supposed to be good. I don't, yeah, I don't think he does either, but I don't know. But, I, I, I mean, you have to work out a deal with him if you're a team of trades for him at this point, I imagine. Where would he go? If you're give up anything of significance. You imagine him? Well,
2: okay, let's say on Edmonton. January 5th, there's <laughs> Adam Larson is available. They could use another winger on that line. <laughs> the
0: trade is one for one.
2: <laughs> they need to get Rally back in New, and somehow into New Jersey so they can trade him back. Um, Colorado.
1: Can you imagine Taylor <sighs> Hall and Nathan McKinnon? cap
0: space. Winnipeg will have cap
2: space, too, but I'm not sure if he going yeah, to go to Winnipeg. Can, can, Guessing
1: can Taylor, not. Can Taylor Hall play defense?
2: <laughs> no, obviously not. That's why he was dealt for a yeah. mid-tier defenseman. Montreal. Uh, Taylor Hall in Colorado is frightening. Oh, it's terrifying. It is. So if you're Colorado, let's say, what would you give up for? By the way, Kale McCarr might oh, win the Norris. he's so good. <laughs> Did you see the move so at the good. blue line? <laughs> yes. Oh, He's so good. Are you kidding me? I mean, he still makes some defensive mistakes, so yeah,
0: he's not going to win does. the Norris. He's not so great in his own end yet, but give but him time. Give him like three years <laughs> yeah. to win the Norris.
1: <laughs> just throwing this out there. like if, if okay. they, if, Just with their LTIR space. I don't know who the heck they'd give up at this point. What about Pittsburgh? <laughs> If, you, if you're doing it for a pure rental purposes, mm-hmm. you're yeah. doing it for one season, and you're saying um, New Jersey can't get a uh, you know, Hall's and doesn't agree to a contract extension somewhere, so they can't get a huge haul. Just understanding that your window is very short now? Yes. Okay. Understanding that you basically, you're in a year to. A window
0: really can't be. I guess it can't be short, but.
1: You're in a year to year window. Is, it doesn't really work. It's like
2: one of those little like circular it's, ones it's, that doesn't. It's it's open only open a crack, yeah. it just yeah. turns.
1: Yeah, okay. They're yeah. pouring yeah. cement over your your window yeah, right they're, now. They're and, breaking it up right and now. And every year, sometimes you can, like you know, just like stop it a little bit. Let that's a little interesting
2: bit I'm just happy that we're talking about the Penguins still having a window, possibly because of Crosby's Hall, last night. You put Taylor was, Hall in yeah. line with Crosby. Um, I don't know what you could give New Jersey, honestly. And here's the problem with trying to do that. Ray Shero's familiar with the players you have on your team because hmm. he used to be the GM of the team. Yeah, I don't yeah, know I don't, what yeah. they would give up either, actually. when you, yeah. it's,
1: I, it's, What do you have? I mean, your first round pick. Then I, I know Rutherford doesn't so want to give it up, but I'd give it up for Taylor Hall if I'm trying to win a when cup. When has that ever stopped Rutherford in the past? Yeah, so I don't believe him. So... I would, look at the team with the most cap space right now, including the LTIR stuff. It's Detroit at the top with like twelve point seven million. You I totally
2: see them going all in for no reason.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Pittsburgh's number two with eight point nine on, on the LTIR. Columbus nope. doesn't make sense to do that. Uh, Ottawa nope. doesn't make sense to do it. Colorado we just talked about. When is Win- it
2: not making sense? Stop. Winnipeg it makes in the past. sense, but uh, he's but, not going to Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg. He doesn't
1: want to go to no, Anaheim, no. Well, Montreal. Does he have protection?
2: I don't know his contract does he have uh, does I he don't have trade protection to look Let's right now. get him now. on the line right now. Okay. Joining us he is uh, Taylor. He does not.
1: Hull. There's nothing in his what? contract. So, well, you know what? Yeah. I'm guessing he thought to himself, limited.
2: he was like, "Well, I just don't want to get traded to New Jersey. Oh, I'm already here, so I don't need <laughs> to protect myself against any other team." Uh, that was fun. Hmm. Um I just don't, uh, you're right, Jamie, it makes sense if you're Pittsburgh, if you have a window left, it's this year, and I guess that would be Malkin comes back healthy, Crosby keeps playing the way he's playing, Gensel
1: scores every game, which he does do, but you don't have anybody else. No, I know, and look, and you're in the East, but you're also, again, you, your path to the conference final is not that difficult, uh, relatively, uh, How about especially now that Washington have a goaltender.
2: Jack Johnson, well, they do. They just haven't <laughs> made the complete switch over yet. Jack Johnson and Brandon Tanev, you think that would get it done? <laughs> uh, what if we just start uh, stockpiling all the mm. Dominics together? Cahoon and Simone, just every Dominic on the Penguins roster. That is a team that I don't know how they're going to make a trade because they don't have pieces to trade. Teddy yeah. Bluger, can I to, interest you in a Teddy Bluger?
0: To me, the two teams that it makes sense. You're right. Pittsburgh doesn't, probably doesn't have the trade chips, but Colorado fascinates me. Can you imagine if they added him?
2: Colorado and Montreal. I think they don't you're have right. enough skill on that team. No, they really <laughs> oh. could use and speed. Yeah,
0: wow that that is that team is so much fun to watch. I would I would be a sixth season ticket holder if I lived in Denver.
2: It is not it's not a fun team to watch if you are if you want the other team to win. Yeah. it's just an ulcer basically waiting <laughs> to happen. And I've had to watch them play the, the Coyotes and the Penguins in the last like four days. Um, but if they did add him, I mean, how great is the scenario where Colorado? gets Taylor Hall, and then he scores the winning goal to take Edmonton out of the playoffs. That would be pretty sweet. Hmm. I'm all in on that. That would be cool. Imagine running out Hall McKinnon and
1: Rantanen on a line. Imagine running out Hall <laughs> and David <Dryside laughs> Landis Kogger's like, wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're out, Landy. Sorry. Remember um, when people already give up on Gabriel Landis a year and a half ago? Yeah, because he had one Yeah, because he had like two okay months of a bad half season. Of the
2: season. Yeah, it wasn't even a bad year. Uh, okay, people gave up on McKinnon, too. I, yes. What? Yeah, man. People were giving oh, up on McKinnon no. as a top player, not, not like gave up, but like sold stock on him being a yes. Oh,
0: just watch him play. Unbelievable. Watch him play. Yeah, his sophomore slump, and everyone was like, "Oh, wow,
1: what was a waste of a pick?" What what was his sophomore
2: slump? Like it, it was wasn't like even, sixty points yeah. or something.
1: <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It was like yeah, it was like sixty. Let me see what it was. But. It's
2: just so funny how people's perceptions. They, like, you have a player that gets sixty points in some cases, and you're like, oh, this guy's amazing. Right. Uh, when did he have thirty eight points?
1: Well, no, that was in, okay. So thirty eight in the sixty in sixty four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did but, trail
2: off a little, but he had a couple fifty point seasons. Yeah. But now it's ninety seven and ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's awesome. But it is funny the just the perception of you can have a guy that has 60 points like this guy's amazing. That's almost a point per game. It isn't. But okay. And then you have a guy like McKinnon drop down into like the high 50s or low 60s and people At are like he's done.
1: 19 years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was so, 19.
2: Just to refresh your memory, he has 80 goals over the last 2 years. He's so good. What's uh this is Jamie's part of the notes and I don't understand what it says. So can you sourced. just explain it? Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I didn't put the
1: source in there? No. Uh, that was from Elliot Friedman's, uh, I believe that was from Elliot Friedman's uh, 31, 31 thoughts. thoughts. If it wasn't, it was from NHL.com. It was one of the two. Most dangerous team. So, oh, okay. So, I should have put the first one. Basically, they asked a bunch of... Uh, there was Even you just put it in English. That's fine. They asked 46 current players okay. around the league who is the most dangerous team that did not make the playoffs last year. Okay. And I'm Overwhelmingly, the Panthers, Devils, and Blackhawks at the top. Was this at the s- this before the season? Yes, this was just before the season. I don't know why they didn't publish this until like this week, but this was just before the season. Okay, I'm doing strike through on the Devils. <laughs> so I think strike we could say on no on the Black Devils, Hawks. no on the Blackhawks. So then we've got Panthers, Rangers, Coyotes for the top three. And then Coyotes really finished in the
2: top five here. Those could all be. Uh, I think all three of those teams are playoff teams. I so do yeah. I Panthers.
1: The Panthers got off to a little bit of a slow start, but you expect that with yeah. some changes, new uh, coach. New coach. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I did think was interesting was Montreal way down on the list, considering from a fans, just not just Canadian fans, but just NHL fans' perspective, that was the team everybody was convinced was going to be a hundred point team these this are year. players Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is the difference between the understand. players thinking yeah. versus yeah, Montreal fans. Is pretty thinking. much
0: what it is. Yeah, they're, they're a mediocre team. That's what you're going to get.
2: Yeah, they they are. They're a fun team to watch, but. I mean, six points in six games. Like, yep. That's just sort of what they are. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. got screwed last year. They had a good enough season. They should have been a playoff team. If they were in the West, they would have been like the number one seed. So, I mean, sometimes that happens. We've seen it happen mm-hmm. to teams from each conference over the year. Last year, it certainly bit them more than anybody else. They had, what, more points than Colorado and Vegas and somebody else that made the playoffs in the West. But they're just, I don't know. They're, they're just there. Yeah. Just because your, your city has expectations for your team doesn't magically make them good. Yeah. They do. They yeah, have really right. good hot dogs at Bell Center, though. See, I've never had
0: them. You've never had the Bell Center hot dogs, but, the famous Bell Center hot dogs that you can't bring in the press box, by the way. You have to eat them in the dining area, even though I right. serve them in between periods. I don't know. I guess I don't, they're afraid of us dropping them or, I don't know, making a mess.
2: You're the like the fourth person this season that has told me how good the Bell Center hot dogs yeah, are. They're crazy good. No, they're not Vienna beef. They're not Chicago dogs, but
0: they're good. They're really good. And I did sneak one into the press box Ooh, last year anyway. Contraband. Smuggled it. Wow. they they're they like... It's crazy how militant they are about it too. You're just brazenly. They're waiting in the it. hallways because you got you got to like climb stairs to get from the dining room to this hallway and then go back downstairs into this to the sort of suspended press box and they got guys standing there watching. No food. No food. Wow. Say it with a you know French accent. I would hope so.
2: Yeah. It's almost scarier if they speak French but say that with it with no accent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, here, Craig, you have 30 seconds to talk about the Blackhawks because we really haven't brought them up yet on the show with any. What would you like me In-depth to say? In-depth analysis. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. Brent Seabrook had a goal the other day. Yeah. Oh, Thank look at that. Living up to that deal. Hey, hey, has anybody seen Jonathan Taves? Um, I've seen Devin no. Taves. Yeah. Which Taves would you rather have <laughs> right now? Um, they uh, are not... Not trending. Remember
1: I mean, they, remember how right that, that that top line had a good first game, and everybody in Chicago was like, no, they're back. Yeah. And then they weren't. And then I mean, they beat Edmonton. Hey, it's something. And that actually means something I though. have asked yeah. this question before.
0: But at what point do you consider trading Patrick Kane?
2: Patrick Kane for Taylor Hall one You for want to one. talk
0: about a guy who can bring a Hall. They're not going to.
2: I don't think they are. I, I, I think they
0: will make him retire in like though he's going to have like eight straight seasons of non-playoff hockey and then he'll retire.
1: Yeah, I, that's that's the one I really I cannot foresee any scenario in which that happens.
0: Really? I don't care if this He's team goes
1: 0-82. He's 30. Yeah, I mean, I mean you need to at least look at it. Is
0: is this team going anywhere in the next five seasons? Probably they're not. They're kidding themselves. They, they really not. should think about trading Patrick Kane. I hate to say that. I love watching the guy play. I don't think they'll do it. But
1: you, even if you don't do because it. Because as long as you have him, you can feign that you're a contender. Yeah, well. They're not. Jonathan Taves has one point, yeah. one assist. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not a contender.
0: Trade Taves, But you can feign No, they can't. I know. That's not quite as hard as moving Seabrook's contract, but it's pretty hard because it's a there. big number. Yeah. And he's not the same player. And do you remember yeah. me talking about this on the podcast long ago about these two guys taking the kind of money they they took and it hamstringing the team? And, you know, we, we always hear so much about NHL players being so team-oriented there are a lot of these contracts that I, I'm not am I'm I'm not a big fan of how we've developed. It's it's kind of like what's happening in the U.S. Right? The the rich are getting richer, uh, you know they're they're getting more money, and the lower class is just getting a greater population because there's there's no middle class anymore. You hand all your
1: money to a handful of guys, and then you've got to have these cheap guys. The real, it's because there's such. It's not just a hard cap. It's the lack of cheating that you can do in the NHL compared to yeah. other sports, like in the NFL. You, you can get really creative with signing bonuses and accelerating money to the front of deals where you can maneuver cap hits. I mean, the Patriots can do it with Brady every other year.
2: Dare you uh, accuse the Patriots of anything even resembling <laughs> cheating.
1: But it, it's, it's not, it's, you're allowed to. It's it's organized cheating. Uh, but it, it's you don't have that luxury in the NHL. So these deals are these deals. Now, the, the issue is is Patrick Kane's lived up to it. Patrick Kane's been worth every penny that you've paid. He has. And, but we said this the at the time,
2: time, even if Kane lives up to it,
1: it still hamstrings yeah, the team. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, if it Would if, Would it hamstring the team if it, they didn't have Taves' contract? I, would like, I don't think any of us would be team, screaming about the if, Blackhawks and and Kane's contract if they didn't have to pay Seabrook and Kane $16 million but that's, Seabrook, or $17 that's million. That's the thing, oh, yeah, though. Sorry, if you're going to
2: sign that big of a deal, you need to have a GM that is an elite GM that can navigate... The rough waters ahead for your team, and they don't have that in Stan Bowman. No, your GM can't make a mistake if you're paying
1: one player that much. That's money. the key. You can't. You can't. You have no margin for error. And there have been so many errors made, whether it was the Boland or the Bickle deals or the Seabrook deal. I mean, there were so Brandon many. Brandon made six
0: million dollars, by the way. Yeah,
1: that trade for what?
0: For, to play for hockey? Yeah. Oh, I thought well, I for the like next two years. In that goodness. But Taves is signed for four more seasons yeah. at ten point five. You can't move that deal. You can't move that guy in Seabrook
2: signed even longer. Now they're
1: eating half of it.
2: Okay, so I hear. Then you're we're you're going
1: to get back in return at that
2: point. Both now. saying that they, they would never trade Kane, but don't you at least have to look at it? Yes. Don't you at least have to do your due diligence? If, if you, you miss the playoffs again
0: this season, you need to come to grips with the fact that it's over. And part we can talk about the reasons why it's over. Uh, in my opinion, the biggest reason mm. is Stan Bowman. But it's over if you don't make the playoffs this year. It's done. Give it up. Stop pretending that you're a contender. Start thinking about the future. And granted, that future is a few years out because you're still stuck with Seabrook and Taves for a long time. They're going to retire Blackhawks or get bought out at some point. But you can't think about a a return to relevancy until
1: 2023-24. I agree completely. I just don't think they're going to do it. But the reality is, yeah, if you don't make it, you're now looking at – your probably, your window is then probably 2024, 2025, 2025, 2026 before you start. So you need to start acquiring first-round picks, prospects that are in their first or second year after the draft year, and start saying, okay, we're going to try to build up a powerhouse that we are going to be almost like the the Houston Astros or right. Chicago Cubs method. Win the lottery. Get down in the lottery. Yeah. Trade Patrick Kane and trade Duncan Keith get what you can get for these guys now
0: Duncan Keith has very little market value left in his you know he's he's getting old but he's you still could trade a good player but he's, he's got a yeah, movable deal yeah he yeah he's got a very movable deal and teams would love to have that
2: yeah I mean he, he, that's somebody you're going to have to trade strictly to a contender so your, oh, your pool of potential trade partners is is narrowed but just mm-hmm. wait till the trade deadline and trade Duncan Keith Kane I think you could trade to almost anybody
1: yeah Kane, 30 teams 30 other teams should be try interested. to find a way to get him yeah yes I just trade him to I mean, Seattle. Would you have you have Seattle? You have Doc. Leave him exposed. Don't you get Boquist. anything for him. That would be a Bowman move. <laughs> that's, <laughs>
2: that, that's the only. Then it's not his. See, that's he left. the
1: only thing I'm interested in. Would and I don't think they would do it. And I don't know. I have to see this. Taves has a full no move, doesn't he? Um, because I think the no move, move counts play. for the expansion. Yes, he draft. does. Okay, so you can't do anything throughout like that. his contract. I was say, because I would be interested to see if you left Taves exposed and maybe if you could attach a first round pick or something can't and make it. Seattle do it, but you can't do it. You know no. who
0: else who has a no move? Brent Seabrook. A full? And through 21-22. <laughs> Just handing those things out. when the expansion draft is. <laughs> yeah, that's the other side
1: of it. What are you doing well, handing then, these things out? Yeah. Uh, you know what? At least the GM didn't live to tell the tale. At least he's out somewhere, yeah.
2: right? And typically, when you make this many mistakes, at least mm-hmm. the GM's out and somebody else is in cleaning up his mess, right?
1: Oof. <laughs> Hey, but you know what? You had a good run. You got three. You did. So well, You, you should have had five or six. It doesn't, doesn't have to with be any this kind bad. of cap
0: management whatsoever. Yes, but they you got had three. five or six because his team was this good and had that many great players that they let get away or had to give away because they managed the cap so badly. We've talked about this as well. Think about the ex Blackhawks think about yeah. what they could still have on this team if they had managed the game. Including some of the young ones
2: like Tara yeah. Vinen. that's that's <sighs> and Panarin. you you can win oh, your three man. cups <laughs> and uh and and maybe you shouldn't win anymore, but you should it should be a it should be a relatively slow decline you should still be a playoff team this should this should have winning been a, a couple dynasty. series
0: this should have been a dynasty the thing is, with the way they drafted they've drafted so freaking well and it doesn't matter
1: but i don't think that's that's the i think mean dustin
0: bufflin would be burned out on hockey if he were a blackhawk i suspect not uh, well, they might be able when to he walks back. outside and says, "I'm in Winnipeg," <laughs> I'm sure that has something to do with his disposition. <laughs> well, that's why he's not doing it now.
2: He'd be burned it's out if he of his life right I'm now. Going back. <laughs> um, <laughs> call me in April. <laughs> it shouldn't. Uh, it shouldn't take to 2025 to rebuild the team, though, should it? No, not
0: 2025. No, if, I talked to the contenders. I'm at okay. the, the, Yeah, I'm looking at when.
1: Taves and Seabrook come off the books. Well, that's it's 2024. That's what I'm saying. Like that's when that's <laughs> a, how far might have... be a buyout at that point. But that's yeah. how far you have to go to. I think you're actually like a contender for anything. Like you have to bottom out a little bit. Yeah. Again, if you're making the moves, if you're trading Kane, you're trading yes, Keith, exactly. You're trading those, and you're bottoming, bottoming out. Yeah. yeah, it
0: allows you to bottom out and get those picks in the and draft. You, you, and they do draft well. They scout well. Yes, you got good players. You got Doc.
2: You got Boquist. I mean, you've got you got pieces there. Why is Tave so bad now? I don't know. He's a year older than Patrick Kane. The, the drop off shouldn't have been that extreme, and it didn't just happen this year.
0: I don't know. I honestly I, I, don't know. I can't figure it out. I, I no, would, he's had some injury issues, yeah. and maybe it's it's a lot, lot of miles. Down he's had some head injuries too. Yeah, a but, lot of miles on the body. Too. I don't know. I can't. I can't speak to that. I don't understand it. But one assist from a guy who's making ten point
1: five million. Come on. I and playing with Patrick really and has been playing with Patrick Kane a lot this year. Like he was playing on the top line with Kane and uh, Nylander early in the year. Like, eh. yeah. Dylan, hey. Dylan Strome produced with Patrick Kane. Uh, on the power play. <laughs>
2: okay, here. I'm going to get listener questions. Yeah. After that unprovoked shot at Dylan Strome. It wasn't a a shot, though. It was a shot. Jonathan Taves. This is uh, Seth. Who would you rather have on defense? John Scott, Brandon Gormley, Brent Seabrook, contract included, Jack Johnson, contract included, or a traffic cone? Wait, wait! Give me the first two options again, Johnson. Because right now
0: I'm leaning toward traffic
2: cone. <laughs> Scott Gormley, Seabrook, Jack Johnson, traffic cone.
1: Brandon Gormley, I guess. No, for one year. One year at veteran minimum. Wait, one year is that what we're talking about for Gormley? Uh, yes. How long do we have to? How long do we have to abide by this? It just says contract included. Yeah, so contract included for Seabrook and Jack Johnson. <sighs> Jack Johnson's it, Jack long? Johnson's not getting
2: paid a lot. You're just committed to him for another. Yeah, four I don't. Years. Want, I, I'm
1: afraid of commitment, so no, I don't want that. <laughs>
2: Do your nine wives well, not, not that? really. I mean,
1: you <laughs> commit to a lot of people. Yeah,
2: you're almost too committed. Yeah, but I
1: don't think about it first. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Brandon Gormley. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I am single-handedly bringing back Brandon Gormley to relevance in the Arizona market by just continuing to bring him up that's on the true. show. And he's and probably Twitter. still
0: waivers exempt, so you can yeah. just send him down. Frölunda HC. I think I would, we're going to get you a Frölunda Gormley jersey. <laughs> you should. Jersey. I want a Frölunda shirt. If you can if I, I gotta find procure one. that,
2: let me know. I'd it's a that's very a, elaborate yeah. logo. Yeah, it's cool. It's very detailed. Um... Eldon writes, in, and for the record, I think I might actually go Jack Johnson in that scenario. I can't believe that. Where's my dad? Still duck? leaning toward traffic cone. Uh, Eldon, how will the Coyotes replace the goal-scoring prowess of Jalmerson?
1: Well, I think, as I said By on, on Twitter— committee, really. Well, it's the only really. way to do it. Well, it's Craig
0: dropping
2: everybody's sticks. Yeah, that's true. By uh, one that's shot that's off that's the stick of Ilya Labushkin. That'll do it. Yep. Uh, Carl writes in, and it's not about Holtby. <laughs> what are your song preferences for Coyote's goals, power plays, penalty kills, and for after huge saves by Kemper or That's
0: just way too complex. Yeah. I mean, that's,
2: that's that takes sort of a lot of thought. I we're going to put off for next time and then forget.
0: Yeah. that's um, That sounds like a good plan.
2: Any, anything that's jump in right, mind? Carl.
1: <laughs> um, I, 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 I always, I always liked when you were going on the PK when they play Honest Mistake. Yeah. I thought that was fun. Um, Power play. Hmm. I,
0: I well, they do have two power play goals now. One thanks to the opponent. Thank you, Josh Morrissey, for that goal. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was. I was like a tic tac toe yeah. play.
2: Walk it talk it by Migos <laughs> is perfect right? for when they win because no, it's a perfect terrific. for the open. To Josh
0: Morrissey in the net. Is that not <laughs> open for that. your podcast? Hey, yeah. What is it? Walk
2: it talk it. Yeah. Walk it talk it for, for any time they win. Do you have the m- music license? yeah, I believe so. I don't know. I didn't no. do it. Somebody That's not, not your problem. No, it's not my problem. But uh, I I don't know. I mean. How many how many songs do you really play after a big save?
0: I just know There's no time.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Imagine <laughs> if they had I to play know. it in-game. I'd, as, I'd have to think like about that Like stopping lot. a couple I mean, shots. That takes a lot of
2: thought. We, song know, choice? we don't
1: like thought on this show, yeah. Carl. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, We'll just move on then. Um, I mean, we can I mean, talk about some of our favorite goal songs maybe, but like... I, I still... I, I'm, I'm going to get so much hate for this, but I still think the best post-goal song is Chelsea Dagger. I just enjoy it. I enjoy that song a lot. Don't hear that very. Electric often clutch anymore. is really good too. The Canucks used it a while back. Hmm. That's a good one too. Or electric war Excuse I'm partial me. Partially the Chelsea Dagger, yeah. sure, but you know
2: we don't hear that a lot. No, you don't hear it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, dangle's that's night. luster. Belly. it's <laughs> well, getting its luster back because it's like it's rare. Mm. Supply and demand. Who is arranging the ritual sacrifice to break us of the injury curse? Well, well, I mean,
0: I feel like I've already done that. <laughs> you need to keep up with the uh, latest story on the athletic.
2: Do you want to explain what happened there?
0: Not really. I okay. just sort of want people to read it. I. Uh, <laughs>
2: Don't, don't give it. away the story, but Need just that? give away the, the premise. Well, I,
0: I visited Mrs. Rita's Spiritual Awakening Center, the famous Mrs. Rita's, the, the one from the Gin Blossom song. Which you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, the Gin Blossom song. Yeah, the Coyotes crazy. made them come out and play one time. Yes, they <laughs> did.
2: Oh,
1: well, they made them. <laughs> them it was it them and Loverboy? Tempe's
0: own Gin Blossom, so it, it's got a local bent to it as well. But uh, I went for a reading on the Coyotes, and you should read the story on the It athletic. is actually
1: really, It's really good. You okay. should read it.
2: Okay. Uh, which Coyotes player has been the most pleasant surprise success this year?
1: Pleasant surprise. Oh, uh, Conor Garland. I, I didn't. Uh, it's early. It's five games, but I didn't expect. I know somebody's going to ask us about: Do we reevaluate our goal opinion on Connor Garland for the season? But he's been getting to the front of the net. He's been putting the puck in the That's back the net. Three thing. goals in five games. He this is what he did last year, though. The net. Yeah, but not not to this pace. Not the no, goals. I kidding, it's five games, but, but he he broke in pretty quick. He last did. Year. He had yeah. a great start,
0: and we'll see if he it, it can sustain. And it. That's it's tough to do this. And it's tough to do it at his size, but he goes to the net. He he's not shy. He's probably their most aggressive player in the offensive zone, which is crazy to say. Yeah, but he's scoring. He's, um, he's a high he's effort guy that player. I yeah. Bring up and and I've I thought that he had some upside for a while, but Christian dvorak has been really good all mm-hmm. season. He just wasn't getting the points. He broke through in that last game. I really liked
2: his game. He also writes in, how about that Tanev goal? Well, (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) A a, a goal by Brandon Tanev that gives the Penguins a win that gives Colorado their first, I mean, it was an overtime loss, but still, their first loss. That really, everybody on the podcast won there. Uh, Finally, one more from him. What is happening with Nashville and their crazy goal scoring so far? That's a good question. We'll see it Mm, firsthand. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we'll get a close-up look at it.
2: Uh, Victor writes in. In terms of light years, how far away is Jamie from the Yagerbod? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what comes after light years?
1: <laughs> light decades? I don't know. Uh,
2: he also writes in, since Luke doesn't screen questions beforehand, how far of this does he read before he realizes it's not a good question? It's not a question at all. Well, it, it will, really is it a question, kind of actually. Is. is there a question mark at the end? Yeah, there is. Okay. For the record, I read that slowly for comedic value. Sure. You know how to read. Um, Rose writes in. Now more relevant than before. We know Jalmerson is the best defenseman at playing defense. Who on the team is the second best defenseman at playing defense? Well, we're going to find out. Uh, 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 it's not uh, Chikrin yet. Oliver? It probably is Oliver. Jade? Is it? Oliver or J.D.? I think it's, I think it's probably Oliver. Um,
0: I think Oliver's game is taking a big step up in that area.
2: Yeah. Somebody wrote back with OEL. Um. I didn't read the Down Goes Brown article on The Athletic. Have either of you guys? Mike? Yeah, I, I did. I did. Yes. Okay, Mike I the in, part, yeah. Uh About the different types of bad starts was pretty harsh on the Coyotes, don't you think?
1: Yeah, he was just having some fun. It's, yeah, it's Down Goes Brown. You have to, it's his stick. Yeah. It's his gimmick. It is his... It's this is... And it doesn't really
0: apply, to be honest, yeah. to the Coyotes' start this year.
2: So. I'm also a big fan of Booper, who wrote back to him and said, it hurt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, poor starts have been a staple yes. of this team for the last while, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like you were choosing a less delicate term, <laughs> yeah. but again, remember what we said after the first week, remember what we said on the show two weeks ago, let's, let's, let's talk about this in two weeks and see how you feel, and I guarantee you, it, those out there in Coyotes Nation feel a lot better now, and why did we two say weeks it, ago. because they look so good doing yes. it.
0: They did. They That's looked so early. good doing They simply weren't finishing, but they were outplaying teams, yes. and they were getting good chances. I know a lot of people, too, were saying, they're not getting to the net. Yes, they are. Garland is. They're getting to the net. Yeah. They're getting shots from inside the dots much more than they were last season. Keller was start. the first
2: two games. Oh, well,
0: yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, then, I don't know, I don't know what's happened to it since then. Mm. Yeah. Um, we can talk about that. That was a lot of
2: mumbling there from the
0: two. Well, me. Clayton Keller hasn't been very good the last few games. He's no. slipped big I, time.
2: I've... I, was buying in after the first two games. Now, I know he didn't have goals or anything, but to me, as I've said a thousand times, with Keller, I want to see the effort and the intelligent plays on the ice in the first two games. I thought he was making them.
0: Let me ask you this. At what point do you drop him in the lineup and give someone else a chance, like a Vinny? Um you got to be careful with it, obviously, but you can't put up with this. He's got to be contributing.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, now you've, you've, you've committed to
0: him for line. years and years yeah. and years. But and, that doesn't mean you can't, you know structure his development a certain way and that includes message sending
2: well no I would say now I mean you've committed that money in those years to him he's not immune from last year last year I thought he was playing even worse than this in the second half of the season mm-hmm. I would have healthy scratched him last year some of those games they healthy scratched everybody else and they were still winning games and he was he was not good the second half of last year I'm going to assume this is three games where he just hasn't looked right and he's going to get it back together because we've heard talk say so many times that he has really put in the effort this offseason but you're right you're not immune to getting bumped down because Kessel's playing well. Kessel's playing really well. Yeah. And so somebody far. asked about that as well.
0: Why isn't he producing? And you know, I think it's puck luck is a big part of it, but just to get a little deeper inside
1: of that, if you if you do look at the underlying numbers, Phil Kessel's producing offense, he's been really good. Yeah, he, I think he's been their best forward from a, on a, every single game basis, he's been in totality their best forward. Yeah. So, I don't I don't worry so much about that. I think that's just a matter of well, time no.
2: before
0: he starts producing, but he needs a line mate to come along with him. But that's yes. what
2: I'm saying. If Keller's, if Keller kept playing like this for another two weeks, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think Keller can handle it emotionally if he gets bumped down the lineup. He's not the golden boy. What about the other scenario you just brought up, though? If it's if it's this bad,
0: do you sit him down for a game and say, "Yeah, watch from the press box." I have thirteen forwards, and as Tackett has said himself, when he sat Christian Fisher the one night, and then Barrett Hayton was out of the lineup. It's not because everyone anyone's playing badly. Well, after a few games, you might be able to say that about Clayton Keller. You might send a message at this point, like you said, they've committed to him, they've given him a lot of money. It's time for him to give them return on the investment. And, and the last few games, he hasn't. So if this continues for a few more games, maybe you send that really hard message. Sit up in the press box. They think they should have done it last year. At last, too. yeah,
2: I don't think they're there yet. This year, last year, I thought it was it was. I was surprised they didn't do it last year at certain points. But we're not talk there. About he addressed that yeah. specifically. Yeah. But we're not there yet this year. Well,
1: right? And look, and I get it. But at this point, right. you know, you've been in the league long enough. There's a point where I understand you have to be delicate in how you handle certain players and everybody responds to things differently. Yes. But there's also a point where you have to be a professional. And this is part of being a professional that if you're not playing well, you get bumped down or, or sit in the press box. It, it, we've talked about the effort thing with with, and with Clayton Keller. And it's so important because you look at a guy like Conor Garland. Conor Garland has maybe half the skill set. That Clayton Keller has But he's all effort He's a high effort player With enough skill That he's getting stuff done From day one If Clayton Keller guy. Can put in that effort Consistently He has the most skill Of anybody on this team Maybe aside from Phil Castle at the Ford group Like You gotta see it And it can't And it can't just be When he feels like it It can't just be For part of the game It can't just be in October Or in You know what I mean it, It's gotta be That's what's
2: concerning This is October Yeah
1: like it's yeah. You gotta it gotta be consistent You
2: gotta right. be every game It's not enough
0: Yet It's three games how long do you wait
2: well you're talking about two different things pulling him out of the lineup i mean i, I think well, there's either either moving him down the lineup if he plays bad tonight he can move down the lineup on saturday as far as i'm concerned that you moving down the lineup you still have a chance to to earn your way back up the lineup and on this team the four lines are so not completely interchangeable but they it's not there's not a huge difference between the first line and the third line on this team other than Phil Kessel's on your first line. And if you can't produce with him and he's not producing, even though he's playing well, yeah, why not try Vinny or somebody else up there?
1: Just try it. If it doesn't work, okay. Honestly, playing with Richardson and Grabner is not the worst thing in the world for Clayton Keller. No. It really it, wouldn't be. Yeah, because talk about two guys who demand work ethic. and can keep You're up playing with, alongside
0: yeah. Richie and you don't bring it. Yeah, and,
1: the thing, and, and they keep up, and they can keep up with him plenty going the other way up the ice too Sure, so, uh, that's not the worst thing in the world if he continues but to put him on a line, line where he's
0: the slowest guy that would be interesting <laughs> so how did you guys feel about Rick Tockett calling him out after the Colorado game on I, a game winning goal I think it's I much needed yeah. there are a lot th- of people that thought that was a bad idea that you don't do that publicly <sighs> I disagree He's called players out before. It's the NHL. Has. It Every, is the NHL. It happens often. Yeah.
1: Everybody has to be accountable. And we were on the show last year talking about how now we found out that he was more he was harder on Clayton Keller behind the scenes. You know, craig Morgan did that reporting. But when we were sitting here before we knew that last year, we were saying, why isn't Tocket being more even more public or whether in his comments or in his changes to the lineup to show that Clayton Keller is not living up to expectations, this is what you need. This is now his third year in the league. He just got rewarded with a big contract he is not a he's not a little kid. He's not someone that you oh you can't yell at. He is somebody that has the potential to be a great player in the league, has flashed it, but is not showing it on a consistent basis. You need to call players like that out when they're making mistakes.
2: Not only that, he's about to be paid like he's a great player, and he hasn't been a great player yet. He's had a great three week stretch and then kind of been gone for a month and then I mean you can see the potential. Like you understand why the coyotes signed him and you get all that but you're about to be the highest second highest paid player on the team. The first highest paid player is Oliver Ekman Larson who was absolutely called out by name within a week of Talk of getting here. It's the NHL. He gets yeah. called out qu- quite a bit actually. Yeah. Talk gets on his case. Well, fans get on his case for plays that aren't even his fault,
0: right? Like I had some people asking me what Oliver was doing on the game winning goal in Colorado and I just I, my mouth just dropped yeah. open. He was doing Everything he was supposed to do, he was letting the, shoot, the goalie take the shooter, he was defending the pass, and he cut off the move across the slot. He did yes. everything structurally he was supposed to do on that play. Clayton Keller did everything wrong, including starting with not getting off the ice when he had a chance to change, and he was too gassed to play defense against Burakovsky on the game-winning goal. Yeah. So he just waved at him and let him walk all the way Barely. to the net. The Harry Potter move. Yeah. I saw that last
1: it year. It was yeah. brutal defense. Brutal. And and that's the thing. You you I want if if I am a fan of a team, I want the coach of my team to be harder on the players with the highest expectations. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want look. look, We've talked about other players who like a guy like Christian Fisher who's struggling to score. I don't think it's going to do much for Tocket to call him out publicly because I just don't know if Christian Fisher has the skill set to put the puck in the back of the net 20 times. Clayton Keller absolutely does. Clayton Keller has a skill set to be a point-per-game player at some point very soon in his career. If he is not producing at that level, and a lot of it is upstairs and a lot of it's effort, he needs to be called out. Because well, it, whatever's been whatever's been happening hasn't worked so far in to, the last year and year plus.
2: To be fair to Tocket, A, I think he's... Shown he's very good at, at managing his players emotionally and, and knowing when to, to call them out and when not to. And, and B, it's not like he came out after the game and was like, well, Keller's not scoring and that's why we're losing. He had a very specific example in overtime of he should have got off the ice. We lost because of it.
0: Right. And people, people were saying to me, well, he also created, helped create that goal, the Nick Schmaltz play, right? Yeah. If I had asked him about that, he might have talked about that as well. That's how interviews work after a game. We asked a very specific question, what happened on the game winning goal? And Rick Tockett gave an honest answer. He told us exactly what happened and he was right. You have a problem with that? I don't get
2: that. Which I like from Tockett because anybody that goes back and watches, like if you ask that question in the postgame press conference and Tockett's like, oh, you know, they, they made a nice play. Well, anybody can go back and watch and say, wait a minute, this guy's not playing any defense and it's three on three. And basically it was like a half ice setup and he wasn't playing any defense. So if you're the coach and you don't say what really happened, then we get on the coach for not being honest. I don't know. I like the way Tocket handles most of the stuff he is asked to handle. And I also think that Keller at this point can
1: handle being called out. There's also a difference between having uh, constructive criticism and critiquing a play in a game or a moment or a game. There's a difference between that and saying that we'd make the playoffs if Toby Reader scored 12 goals. Yes, well, right. like, There's yeah. a huge difference between those two comments, and I think they're being treated the same, and it's it's ridiculous.
0: As parents will say, focus on the behavior. Don't make it a personal attack. Focus on the behavior.
2: <laughs> uh, Steve, before the season, I asked if Garland would score over or under 20 goals. You all quickly and emphatically, I must say, answered under. Would anyone like to revisit their answer? On, I'm sorry, on
1: who? Garland. Garland. Uh, 20? Look, he's shooting 30%, right? Yeah. Now. That's yeah. a lot. Uh, I, I don't know. I've always thought I'm more confident Garland's he, like a 15
2: to 17 goal guy.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit, I would be willing to inch it up a little bit, but I'm not quite sure I'm ready to say I'm going to take the over on 20. I
2: also don't think he's doing, I, I like the way he's playing, but this is, I mean, he played this way last year. Yeah. I, I don't understand why people are shocked by. Connor Garland, to me, is one of the toughest players on the team. Right. Took a puck off the head last year and then came back and played that game. Got a goal um, out of it, too. He did. Because he went yeah. to the net. Yes, yeah. he do- and he does that. And
0: you're going to score because of that. But he, he did slow down, if you remember last season, too, after that yeah. hot start.
2: Yeah. He had 13 we'll goals see. in 47 he games he, he, last year, so that's about a 20-goal pace. Yeah, yeah.
1: high-effort player that's skilled enough to, to put some pucks in the back of the net. But I, I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that's going to be a consistent player at that at And you that know what number. one of the biggest problems with Connor Garland is? He does not have a great shot.
0: No. He
2: does not have a great shot, but the best thing about him, and, and I told you guys off the air, somebody was talking to me yesterday about what he gets so lucky on his goals. He goes to the net. That's what happens. What and that's, creates, that's, a, that's, not that's not luck. That's luck. That's creating yes. chances by doing what you can do. And, and if you lined up all the players on the Coyotes, you would look at Garland and say he's probably the last yes, one. Please, going can, to can the we
0: net. all do what he does? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Rick Tockett would love that. He, He's to me, fearless. plays it's, it's a talking-style game. Yes, it's yes. amazing to watch. I don't know. He just forces his way into the lineup. I don't know how you pull him out when he gives you that kind of effort, and you're getting results out of it.
2: Yeah. Um, we have a couple here asking about Chikrin.
0: I, I'm going to have a piece coming on him soon. When you look at the guys who are going to eat minutes for Nicholas Chalmerson. That's your guy. That's the guy to point to first and foremost. He's going to, he's moving into the top four now. And, you know, he's got the big contract. He's, he's had enough time. He had a training camp. He's healthy. It's time for Jacob Chickering to show what he can do.
2: Yeah. I, I think this is. This is the year for him because he got into the league earlier than a defenseman typically does to yeah. jump in right after you were drafted. So in a lot of ways he's been ahead of schedule and then he had the injuries and mm-hmm. stuff, but now here he is, goes into the season healthy and they've lost their best defensive defenseman. Not that Chickren's ever gonna be a defensive defenseman. No. He has to be better though. Yeah. yeah. This is it's his fourth year now. Like I, I, he's still young. He's twenty one. Yeah. But it's his fourth year. It's not it's not just your your um it's not just an opportunity though there's responsibility like he has both of those this season so we'll see
0: when you, when you pick apart his
2: game what do you see what do you see holding him back right now it's, it varies a lot from game to game doesn't it mm-hmm. some games he looks like he's locked in and some games it just looks like
1: he's maybe trying to do too much or he's in some ways he remind, reminds me of a little bit what OEL early in his career where I feel like he gets caught in between what he wants to do a lot he does just look young like he gets Depends caught, spe- especially on like on the blue uh, on the offensive blue line. Like he sometimes gets caught in between. Do I come up in this play? Do decision I try to making. do this? Do I get that's back? it
0: for me? It's decision making. I don't think it's there yet.
2: But I don't think it's hockey IQ, which is what people like to lump in. I think decision making is a better way to put it. I think he yes, has a good hockey but IQ. At still, year
1: four. Like yeah. I know he's young and there's time, but there's a point where you want to start again. I'm not. It's he's still 20. I feel like, like he, he starts to do too much. Sometimes you still want to see mark, market improvement. Because again, it's not like this is his first time on the ice. No. And by the way, injury, yes, I know injuries have affected him, but it doesn't affect your ability to make decisions. Yeah. Unless you truly don't trust your legs.
0: Attitude and physical tools are there. Yeah. He's, he's a great kid. I mean, he has yeah. he has approaches the game the right way and the work ethic is there. That's all there. It's just he's got to put it together in terms of his reads and decisions.
2: Um. Okay, I'm trying to, there's a billion questions here. How about Kyle? the Yotes are fighting for a playoff spot. Will ownership allow Chica to make any deadline deals? If they're fighting for a playoff spot, yeah. yes,
1: I think I think their cap situation is going to be yeah, more of a, a hindrance than ownership yeah. or anything of that nature because they're up there near the ceiling now. But they do have, you know,
2: they do have the LTIR, yeah, yeah. allowance. Uh, I'm still getting people laughing at me when I suggest that the Coyotes are well over the floor. I, I tweeted that out earlier this season when they when they um, I, I don't even remember what the deal was or when they signed Kemper. I was like, this pretty much guarantees they're going to be up there as a, a decent spending team next year too. And people were just like, ah, yeah, right. They're right there fighting fighting to get to the floor. Like, does anybody not understand how the salary cap works? It's There's just, a floor it's just, and it's a ceiling. Just narrative.
0: I mean, I, I guess they look, a lot of people will
2: look at the, sal- the actual
0: salary they're spending and say, well, that's that's much lower.
2: Much lower,
1: true. but they're not struggling to get over the floor. No, but also it's not even close. It's also much lower just for this year. They have a lot of these deals kicking in next year. Yeah. So Keller goes, I mean, they spent the money. they just Keller and Kemper both get paid next year. Mm mm-hmm. They did, like, a 90-day same-as-cash thing until next year on a lot of these guys. I mean, this is like... Yeah. <laughs> so the money's being spent. It's yeah. a completely different narrative. I'm just saying, no. look, they, right now they they don't have a ton of cap space even for the deadline. What, yeah, what do people want? I, they I don't, you can
2: sit I, there and be like, we got to spend more. Well, they're up against the cap. The teams in the league have to follow those rules. I,
1: I guess the question for me would be, if you suffer another injury on the blue line, where are you going at that point? Yeah, you, I don't, you, you do have you see do somebody something. in Tucson? Because I don't. Mm-mm. Capabianca was the guy. He is. Yeah. So... That's something that do you know? That's Victor Soderstrom can't get here soon enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm not sure they would do that. I, no, I, no, I, not I, do I it think now. it would be a mistake to do
2: this soon. Next year, though, next sure. year I think you would be able to turn. To, sure. Know, sure,
0: and at, at that point you start looking at some of those other guys. Kevin who Ball are going to have uh, expiring but, contracts. Um,
1: but like, yeah, this year, like who? I mean, Jordan Gross. Camdenine, like probably those guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's for a game or two, right. like if you see like whatever, but if it's a you know multi-week injury suffered to somebody there, you're going to have to look outside. Yeah, the that's why when
0: Osterley took that puck, I was just like, uh oh. <laughs> Sitting yeah. on the bench, he's not coming back on the ice. He tested it for a few seconds
2: at one point in the third period, but but he's okay. How have I missed this? This seems like something Jamie would know. What is the Taylor Swift curse with the Kings? Oh, oh the banner. I only kind of know this. They, they had a yeah. banner
0: hanging uh, uh, commemorating some uh, insane amount of straight sellouts for her okay. in her concerts. It was, I don't know if it's 14, 16, somewhere in the teens. And Kings fans were complaining about it. They, they were annoyed. So they covered it up. And now they can't win a game. <laughs> well, they can win a game anyway. Know, it's not yeah. like they were a great team last so, year. I mean, I don't know Taylor how long Swift? it's been there. Uh, to, yeah. But, but seriously, Taylor Swift is not your problem. And now
1: other teams are
2: trolling oh, them when they a win Carol the Carolina Well, Todd and Phoenix the one who sent that in and, and yeah. quote
1: tweeted it to us. Well, no, no the, the Kings are their own set of terrible. They have nothing to do with anything outside. First of all, why would you even respond to fans like on that one? Okay, we want to be responsive
0: to our fans. I get that when it's something important. But that... Yeah, sorry. Don't care. It's it's a big deal. She she she's popular here, and we want to honor her for that. And no, we're not covering it up. Are you serious? They responded to that. That was yeah, it's foolish.
1: So yeah. Also, you're you're the Kings. Like you're like the 18th priority in the Staples Center. Like let's be. Right. Let's I feel like they should be cursed now for covering it up. We have a lot of well, maybe they
2: are. We have a lot of questions here, and we're not going to be able to get. We mentioned Jack Hughes. Domsky brought him up. Zero points and six. Yeah, Jamie, he's invisible.
0: Don't you think uh, Luke really is Krusty the Clown? He doesn't want to talk to the audience. He says uh, this every week. We have too many lot, questions. We're over
2: an hour to hour, hour and ten, ten minutes.
0: Ten in. In. Our listeners care.
2: Uh, I have to get to a hockey game
0: uh, uh, that's that true.
2: starts. Uh, yeah, not for a long time. eight hours work before I the also game. have to go to that game. Seven yeah. hours, but you show up at the opening face-off. Oh, that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> you just show up and do what you do. Um, Coachies, Jack, <laughs> go get your psychic
1: greetings. And <laughs> go get and your, your hot, hot dog dogs, in Montreal yeah. and come back. And
2: uh, well, there was there was a couple good ones though. I wanted to read um, here. I go by H now. Why is Jamie Eisner?
1: <laughs> it's, it's the question we all we have no answer to. Why is me?
2: Uh, Brandon, if any Coyotes player could cook you a meal, who would it be, and what would they make? See, these are the sort of questions <laughs> that we have to get through.
0: <laughs> I don't know who's. The, I'm trying to think of who a good. I've heard that Vinny's a pretty good cook, actually. Italian. I might, I might uh, have Vinny yeah. cook yeah, me a that's meal, fair. some fair. some sort of pasta meal. Um, you haven't quacked for the most unusual question yet, by the no, way. I'd like I, to point I that out. I did not out. agree to doing that. It's just
1: you, see.
2: Did I ask you the coaches Jack for the audience? What makes Tippett a clear superior coach to Todd McClellan? No, you did not ask. Us that. I tried and
1: then Jamie talked over me. So uh, there uh, it is again. I, I, defensive structure. Yeah. I, I think it's I don't I don't think Todd McClellan's a bad coach, by the way. I don't but, either. Um, but defensive structure. Tippett always gets more out of effort players in terms than I think any other coach that I have seen up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're already getting, you have, already you have the high-end skill, which, again, the narrative that he couldn't coach skill was always ridiculous, and we've made fun of that we on did the show a Dallas. million times. Yeah, did it, it in Dallas. did it narratives. for Team Canada. Uh, yeah. you Edmonton
2: know. hired him to coach Connor McDavid.
0: Like, yeah, like, it, it was always stupid. They wanted to make him a better defensive player. They he wanted got, Connor to win the Selkie. Didn't got, he, went, he
2: coached the under-23 team, too. Yeah. Yes. 23 under-team.
0: Yes. It's just one of those things that you... People just say You almost don't want to respond, because it's just so dumb it's so stupid it's so dumb but they have There's so hu- many holes you can poke in it immediately
1: in some ways he was the perfect fit Should for Edmonton have brought this up earlier but in some ways he was the perfect fit because you already had the high end talent their issue was always can you get anything out of this? the depth on the team up front and can you play with any semblance of defensive structure and those are Dave Tippett's massive strong points yep. so he comes in helps shore that up a bit you keep that high level talent that you have on those top two lines and by the Andrew Newton Hopkins is still being in that conversation he's not McDavid or Dreisaitl but he's still very good But uh, Tippett's the perfect fit for Edmonton We've and
0: he got saying. James yes. Neal they yes. gifted him James Neal what do you need most what Yes. Well, goaltending is one thing you need, but they, yes. it's interesting how they solve that.
2: That but still might be interesting. What's the other point, thing but.
0: that you need? You need scoring on the wings. Yes. Oh, here's James Neal for Milan Lucic, your worst contract. Yes. Yeah. All right. Done. Oh, but it's a wash, according to some people. That's insane. No. I get Neal was never going to do what he did in Calgary. Uh, you know, he wasn't going to do this in Calgary because no. it wasn't a good fit.
1: But still. No. But again, like like I said, you don't you don't you can't you gifted your this, arch I think, rival. I think I said this in our in our text a thirty thread. goal scorer. Yeah, I, I said this in our text thread. You signed James Neal for a lot of money. You used him incorrectly. Then you trade him for the worst player dollar for dollar in hockey. You don't of win. your biggest rival. Yes, you don't get the victory there. You lost. Take the big L and move on. There's no scenario in there that you won.
2: They're gonna take a big L because I think Edmonton's better than them this season. I'm not sold on Calgary either. Like I wouldn't I said, be said, the shocked. West, is,
0: West is full of teams that you can poke holes in. San Jose, Dallas, obviously now,
2: Calgary. I, I think all these teams are troubled. Yeah. They have significant flaws. I just think with... I said this a thousand times in the offseason, and you guys said it too. You added a guy in Dave Tippett who can cover up your weaknesses with, and he, he's not going to mess up McDavid or Sidler or those guys. So you instantly get better because Edmonton was so deficient defensively and if they couldn't go out there and add a bunch of actual defensemen, you have a coach whose system is going to cover up a lot of that and look, it's happening. Yeah. Mike Smith is winning games.
1: And it's, Miko Koskinen, I think, so still right now.
2: yeah. I mean, they're not going to win at this clip, but they're a playoff team. They absolutely are a playoff team. Again, and with the caveat of if Conor McDavid gets hurt, then they are relegated to the AHL. Sure.
0: By the way, after tonight, the Coyotes will have played five of the teams that are in playoff position in the West. Yeah, six games into and the they season, they look good, yeah. and they played Boston.
2: <laughs> They're decent too. Let's close with this: Do you really think the Coyotes have looked that much better in their two wins than their three losses? No. I think they've just looked the same in all yeah. five I games.
0: Mean, the, the, the Anaheim game was hit and miss. His I didn't like their second the period
2: at all. Yeah, first game of the year, though. Yeah, but they—I
0: mean—they look good enough to win in that game. Then there were—I mean—Derek Stepan hits a crossbar that maybe mm-hmm. changes the game. So you, you can look at things. They—I thought they outplayed Boston significantly. They did. Yeah. Yeah, this this is they they're a good hockey team. Colorado was just a terrific hockey game to watch.
2: It mm-hmm. had so much pace to it and they played even with the Avs in Denver. This is going to sound strange because they play Nashville tonight and obviously that Nashville's a very good team. I, I want to see how they show up tonight, but I also want to see how they show up Saturday against Saturday Ottawa against Ottawa, yeah. yeah. You, Ottawa? If, Don't if, play if, down. You should be able to go out there and roll Ottawa. You're right. You got to you got to crush that team.
0: Yeah. There's no excuses for that. That's um, that's the sign of a mature team, right? Yeah.
2: All right, that's going to do it for us. For Craig Morgan and Jamie Eisner, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hattrick Podcast. Luke, you sure you don't want to quack? Yes.